0: happy wednesday everybody thank you so much for downloading or streaming the be our guest podcast so glad you're here because it's time to answer your listener questions ricky's feeling a little bit under the weather this week so she is not here pam is in a galaxy far far away but should be back once she makes that jump from hyperspace soon so scott joins me today to answer those questions and we talk about the pros and cons of taking a back-to-back cruise on the Disney Wish when four nights just isn't enough. What about teens that want to run on the Disney Wish since there's not a complete loop on this ship? Can they use the uh, adult areas with the treadmills? Can they get in on that? We also talk some Run Disney. Where's a good place to schedule your meals the night before your first full marathon? And that marathon's going to take place on our listeners' Very first wedding anniversary, so that's going to be cute. And many more questions coming your way on today's show. Don't forget, today's podcast is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all of your Disney trip planning needs. They're over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And, of course, a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Br Guest podcast. You make all these shows possible three to four times a week all around the world. It's because of our patrons. And if you'd like to join us and get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week, please come on over. We'd love to have you. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast.
1: Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage.
0: Welcome to episode 2,122 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having another great week and thanks again for joining us here on the show It's time, of course, since it is Wednesday, to answer your listener questions, and it is one week delayed because we did not have listener questions last week because Pam reached out and said, we got to talk about the wish. We can't even answer listener questions. I said, you know what? You're right. we got to talk about the wish. So we did. Hope you enjoyed that show. Our first question actually comes because of the wish review last week, so we'll talk about that here in just a second, but today... You get a Scotty and Mike show because Ricky's a little under the weather today, so she's not joining us for today's recording, and Pam, again, we're going to have another killer show here very shortly because she is uh, traveling on another cruise right now, but this time she's in a galaxy far, far away, so we got more to talk about here soon. I love it. We have so many great reviews, but joining me today from Up in the Mitten, where it's not cool, it's hot, we have Scotty G. What's up, Scott?
1: Hey, Mike. Happy Wednesday. And I got to say, like, I'm blessed to do a lot of really cool things, you know, get to hang out. We just went to Disneyland, you know, lots of trips in the in the books. But man, Pam Forrester does a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, she does. And like, I don't get jealous often, but I usually get jealous of what Pam's doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the force is strong with the Forrester's right now. Right. Yeah, so... Th- yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: happy to answer some listener questions after last week. You know, it was fun talking about The Wish and Disneyland, but... Bring on the listener questions. I'm excited for today's episode. This is one of my favorite shows to ever record with you because you never know what you're going to get. It's kind of fun.
0: Okay, so before we actually get to the first question about The Wish, I want to ask you this because our friend Phil, who we talked to him on Twitter. Uh, He tuned into the live show uh, that we recorded on Sunday night, live from his boat, as he does sometimes. You'll see him on Twitter post uh, these these photos um, that says, I'm listening to the live show from my boat. I might call in from my boat. And this boat's sweet, by the way. I mean, it's... I don't, it looks like a yacht to me. I mean, it looks sweet. Anyway, Phil's boat. And he's been asking me this question over email, and he posted it in the chat Sunday night, but we just never got to it because we had so many calls and, and discussions going on. I was trying to juggle everything, and I meant to bring this up, and I wanted to ask you about this because you're, you're, you're an Epcot fan. Me too. So here's the thing. It's July. We're mid-July at this point, moving into late July, and there's not much buzz for october 1st of 2022 happening you know here very very soon i mean we are getting super close to the 40th anniversary of epcot and i'm hearing dilly doo about this you know any kind of celebration any kind of things happening you know and it doesn't seem like the it doesn't seem like even even as a travel agent like i'm not seeing the resort sold out obviously it's nothing like the 50th last year of walt disney world as a whole but what what are your feelings on Epcot's 40th? Because I just don't feel like there's a lot of energy yet. And we're getting, you know, pretty close to the event.
1: I agree. Like, where is the energy? Like, I I mean, I know last year was the huge 50th anniversary, right? And like, we're still like celebrating that, you know, we're still, so, I mean, they just released the wine and dime medals at the day of this recording, which is after the anniversary. And it's still talking about celebrating the 50th anniversary on those medals, right. you know? So this is a long drawn out celebration, but I think back at Epcot 30th, Epcot 35th, like you were building that up big time, you know? And there's nothing, there's no talk about any type of celebration, which is like really throwing me off. And I will say like, I had a park reservation for it. I had a room booked, like I was ready to do it, but I ended up canceling it because of so many other trips, right? Like, well, I'd rather go at like Thanksgiving time with the family or something, you know? Like I've made that my fall trip. I just moved things around because- There's no, like, there's been nothing announced that really wants me to go for the Epcot 40th, you know? So that's, maybe that's what it is, Mike. Maybe they need to promote it more, like, show something that they're going to do. Because they normally do, like, a big fireworks show or something, right?
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things, was it the, I'm trying to think, was it the 35th that was kind of almost uh, driven by guests or by fans themselves? It was almost like a fan celebration that happened where... Fans kind of took it upon themselves to have this celebration for Epcot, and it was kind of a special thing, but it, the company didn't celebrate itself. And I mean, Epcot is such a unique being, you know, it's such a unique theme park, such a unique place. You know, 40 years is a big deal. I wish that, uh, you know, they would celebrate it. I think that it would be, and I know it's in transition, there's a lot going on, you know, it's kind of a mess still up in the old future world. But still, you know, again, this is, we talked about this on Sunday night, you know, give something to the fans and Epcot fans are hardcore.
1: Yeah. And maybe that's what it was. Like, you know, we had the pandemic, the early years, the early time of the pandemic, which like put a lot of deadlines backwards. Right. So maybe that was their plan to have everything up and running for the 40th. And that was going to be the big thing they were going to share. But now since they're behind, they're not like,
0: eh,
1: (laughs) they're not really promoting it so much.
0: It could be they just don't want to draw attention to it because it wasn't done yet. You know they had again. You know that's not their fault because you know the the you know they they planned for that. They didn't you know they plan for COVID to happen. You know and all that. The schedules got all, you know, messed up. So who knows? But I just wish you know some way we could have some kind of celebration because World Showcase is still full effect. It's it's great as ever. You know they got a great nighttime spectacular. That you know they they're still you know half of. The old future worlds, kind of kicking it with connections, creations, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I got a test track over there. They've redone the Odyssey, so they've kind of taken that now and reclaimed that. Now there's some seating in there. It's a I think there's a quick, uh, quick service in there again. I think they still haven't turned into the sports bar. It needs to be. Yeah, I was gonna say if they if they announce <laughs> today that they're doing the sports bar then I will book my park pass for October 1st. Me too. I'll be there. I'll be there with my Cardinals jersey or my Mizzou jersey, whatever season it is. Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I you know, know I'd rather be
1: doing a, a Disney Wish cruise. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe people are booking cruises instead around that time, you know? Maybe. But-
0: yeah, I mean, I know before. it's
1: hurricane season, but you can get some good cruise fare usually around that time. Maybe people are
0: saying, you know what, forget the 40th, I'm booking a cruise on The Wish. I booked I one know. for October 7th today. Not the 1st, but October 7th for are a Are you? <laughs> no, no, not for me. No, for a guest. I I, I, I wish. I, speaking of The Wish. I oh, you I, I wish. wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. <laughs> I know, i got to hit the bell. Okay, here we go. Uh, Jennifer's got a question. Speaking of The Wish, she says... Hey, I was just listening to Pam's recent recap of her first time on The Wish and heard the confirmation of no running area outside. Do you know if they've changed the gym rules to allow teens with a parent to use the gym so they can run? Our son is a competitive runner and trains most of the year for cross-country and track, but in the past, treadmills have not been an option because he was not 18. For teens like him or teens training for other sports, that deck has been the only way to keep in shape during a cruise. For us, that will be a deal breaker for whether we can sail on the Wish for future cruises. Thanks, Jennifer's out in Indiana. And again, we have not been on the Wish, so I don't know definitively what this is. I will ask, I, I didn't get a chance to ask when I talked to, because the frontline cast members at Disney Cruise Line probably won't know the answer to this. Because it's probably going to be the folks up in the, um, you know, the, 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 the staff on the ship will have the final say on this. But what would you say Scott I mean if you what do you, what's your gut tell you on this?
1: I I think I I don't know that's a great question. Like I feel like they should allow if there's like a guardian, right, to be, you know, like if think of someone like Emily's age, she's like 14, 15 or whatever. Like she would be very responsible in the gym. Heck she would be responsible at Apollo, but I'm never going to win that battle. <laughs> but I feel like if you're with like an, a guardian, that you should be able to come in, they can use the treadmill, lift some weights a little bit. I don't see an issue with it, but again, who knows? Like Disney Cruise Line will have some type of rule in place for it. And if it's not that, I mean, if they're doing it on the other ships where they're not allowing it, I don't think they would on The Wish. But what are your thoughts, Mike?
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, this is a very unique thing because almost every cruise ship does have a right. clear deck to, to go all the way around the ship. But apparently this ship, because of its unique nature, it does not, you know, it has, it has the outside deck, but it, it's not a complete loop where you do have to go up some stairs and downstairs on each side of the ship, which is kind of bumming me out because I like to get my runs in outside on deck four. That's something I've done on every cruise I've gone on for years. I will be, uh, up in the treadmills, but of course I am 18 cents so on an issue, but you know, what I think if we gave them feedback, you know, is guess of Disney cruise line is that maybe they would open up. A time period each day for oh, yeah. teens with their parents, you know, maybe a couple hours a day where, you know, because this is solving a problem that's, it's an equity thing, right? I mean, maybe the kids can't be in there 24 hours a day, but maybe from, you know, eight in the morning to 11 in the morning, the teens are allowed with parental supervision to get in their workouts or something like that. Or, you know, maybe an off hours, you know, something like that. I don't know. See what they can do.
1: No, I, I, I like that suggestion. Um, I feel like, and it's a valid question too, because you're going to have teenagers that are in high school sports or whatever that don't meet that age limit. That even though it's like vacation, a lot of people are like there is no vacation for workouts, right? You want to stay fit, you know. So, you know, people take their 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 high school sports, you know, their athleticism very serious. So, yeah. I like that alternate though, to put like a time window out there, but who knows what happened? Maybe they'll listen to some feedback.
0: Yeah. Just, just watch the, uh, the cruises as they, as they progress. Cause I'm sure this is going to pop up because <laughs> you know, the, the running track is, you might not think it's popular. It is. I mean, because oh, I'm yeah. telling you people use that and there's going to be a lot, you know, I see a lot of like high school age kids out there that run Because again, I mean, especially cruising in the summer, like football season comes around and you got to be ready. And so these kids are going to want to get on the treadmills. So just, you know, we'll, 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 I'll try to dig into this and get an answer here over the next few weeks. All right. Paul's got a question. He says, Hey, all food and wine question ever done the eat to the beat dining packages. Are they worth the extra money on top of the meal for the preferred seating? I have not, but have you,
1: I have not either, but, uh, I've been to some of those shows and I will say like, I don't think they're like really that packed. And I, I think you'd only really want this to do this. If you have like a specific time you're looking for, right? Like if there's a, a artist that you really wanna see at like six o'clock, you know, cause that could be like a, a prime time spot where you might not be able to show up late and get a good seat. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's an artist that you're really passionate about seeing, like I say, go for it, you know, like you wanna get that prime spot in the center or close to the stage, like, I could see value in paying a little bit extra for that for that dining package.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what I would say too. It really depends on how how big of a fan you are of the artist and also the popularity of the artist. I think most of the artists yeah. that are at Epcot, if you're not looking to see the main concert, like you said, like the six o'clock concert, if you're willing to go like to the seven thirty or like the latest concert, you could probably get a seat super easy and not have to do a package. Uh, but I mean, like I, I, I'm just guessing from the list that's coming out for this year. Like boys to men, they'll probably pack them in, especially for the first concert of the night. Uh, I would say I don't, I can't remember who else is there. But uh, I mean, so no. I got
1: a guy that's down there that I want to see really bad. It's the Mr. Yacht Rock himself, Christopher Cross. Okay. It's not Chris Cross. He's not going to make me jump, jump. He's going to make me want to go sailing instead. Nice. But uh, I'm excited for Chris Cross. But I don't know. Like that could be. That could be a
0: big sellout too
1: right you like, think really I, don't, yacht I don't
0: think so i don't, you think, don't think so, so. Yeah. well maybe i don't know I, I, yacht rock is yacht rock's awesome but i just can't imagine i mean that theater is pretty big i mean if 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 he sells that out he needs to really uh he needs to i mean have you on ever on been caught board. between the moon and epcon exactly. center i mean <laughs> that's it's gonna happen one. on that yes, stage so that, that night happen. that's exactly right If you get caught between the moon, between spaceship earth and the living with the land. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It changes the moon to
1: spaceship earth. Like we got to come up with like a remix version and present it to him. So he could do that as an encore. That'd be awesome. (laughs) This is like
0: not Arthur's theme. It's Epcot's theme. Yes. That was the dumbest movie. I, I just remember as a kid that was on HBO. All I never watched it. I just remember that Dudley Moore guy. Like as soon as he was, and I mean it's probably an adult movie. I couldn't watch it anyway. But I just remember like yeah. drunk uh, British guy. It's Jim just child. constantly drunk. But <laughs> yeah. as a kid, all <laughs> I remember. So I don't even know why we had HBO. I think because we just like we had just gotten cable because we only had basic cable for like my entire childhood because. Like I'm older than you, so like cable was a big deal when we first got it. But then we had basic cable, but we must have gotten like the, the movie channels for like a month or something. Cause I do remember like we had because it was a big deal when HBO would come on a movie back in when I was a kid, like it would have the big HBO logo and you'd be like, Oh, we're seeing a movie. And so I remember like that movie was on all the time in a movie called Stir Crazy with uh, Richard Pryor oh, and yes, G. Stir Crazy like, and Jimmy. dressed up like yes. chickens and robbed a bank or something. Oh, that yes. movie, that, not safe for work, but that movie is hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, not, no, like not kid friendly. No, it's not kid friendly.
1: Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movies are like, they did like three or four. Oh, of them yeah. Silver Streak's another fantastic. good one.
0: Silver Streak. That's yeah. a good Yeah. The Silver Streak would be the most friendly, <laughs> family friendly <laughs> one. Yes. yes. Oh, let's see. Paul says it's going to be Hanson when he's down there. Blech. But my daughter is vibing on them. So I would say Hanson. Do it for the daughter. Has... Do the package for the daughter. Got to yeah. make the kids happy. Okay. Yeah. Mm (laughs) there you go okay so next questions from brenda hey mike ricky pam and scott any idea when the magic band plus will go on sale i'm holding out ordering for october trip hoping to get them it'll be our first visit for my 86 year old mother and some other family members and i want all the things for them and me too thanks while you do brenda so what would you do if you're holding out for the magic band too i i have one because i was there at the (laughs) 20 minutes when they went on sale by accident. Just sitting there.
1: I don't know if I would hold out because I don't know if it's going to happen, Mike. Like, they don't talk about this at all. Like, I mean, you you talked about your situation on the podcast. They just accidentally released them. You know, Ricky messages you. You're at Disney Springs at the right time. And then they move them off the shelf. Like, I don't know. Like, have you heard anything? Because I
0: haven't. So the only thing that I saw, and I saw this a couple days ago on social media, is that they are getting ready to launch the new game in uh, Batuu, in Galaxy's Edge, that does use the Magic Band Plus as the, um, like the module, the thing that makes it happen. So that's the only thing that kind of gives me hope that it could launch here very soon. And they have to have the inventory if they were selling them when I was down in May. I mean, they had to have some sort of inventory of these Magic Bands sitting around, and they we've seen a few tests with them doing stuff to the golden statues and stuff like that. So I I would say that if I had to guess, I bet you they're going to be out by September, but I, I don't, you know, I have nothing official, but I would say, yes, they're probably going to be out before your trip.
1: Right. I, is one of the features going to be tied to the, like the guy that makes those backpacks, is he going to incorporate the magic band plus for that? I need Wouldn't see, that be awesome? I, he, he
0: needs, he needs one on each wrist with the backpack and dude, he'd just be, just lights he'd, he'd, he'd be like be glowing he'd be basically like uh, radiator Springs like the the Shaboom He'd just be like yes. you go, just, <laughs> a living
1: breathing Shaboom I
0: like it All right we have a run Disney question from Delaney and Luke they say hello Mike and crew we love the podcast my husband and I are running our first marathon in January down in Disney it's on our first wedding anniversary you know, think about this Scott because we've run marathons Ooh. so it's their first wedding anniversary. They're going to be running twenty six miles together. Picture if it's a hot day or a cold. It doesn't matter where the weather is, but if the weather's not perfect, they'll even make it more miserable. They're going to be like, "I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. Why are we doing this? I love you, though, but I hate you." That's all I would. I would love to hear the audio from this five hour adventure they're going to be on. This, going to be I mean, fun. that should be a
1: like a, a podcast or like a <laughs> vlog. <laughs>
0: i'm just telling you this is gonna be the best oh my gosh on your anniversary oh happy anniversary i hate you for making me do this that's how it's gonna go but then when you cross I mean, did the they line mutually agreed to do this <laughs> like if,
1: what if what if it was like an anniversary gift from one or the other like i've never done a marathon but i'd love to do this with yeah. you on your anniversary that's gonna be awful
0: oh hopefully gosh. they mutually agreed on this this is gonna be so funny anyway uh, they continue on we're so excited and feel so supported by the lizard community i agree with that it's gonna be awesome can't wait to see you that down there it's gonna be so fun uh, we have done multiple races before, and we eat the same thing the night before and leading up. Since we'll be in a hotel without a full kitchen, where do you suggest we eat the night before the race? We will for sure do a Publix run when we arrive in Orlando, as well as get all the things we can prepare in the hotel room. Just curious what you and other lizards have done in the past. Thanks so much. Can't wait to see y'all in January. Delaney and Luke. It's going to be fun seeing you down there. And it's awesome to see new faces because, I mean, a lot of us have run these marathon weekends like over and over. And it's like a family reunion. Like we, I mean, we see each other more than I see a lot of my extended family. Like we see each other in November, we see each other in January, then again in February, then in April. And that's just like, we all get together at these weekends, but it'd be good to have some uh, fresh blood in here. First marathons are so absolutely very special. Um, should we give away where we tend to go for our night before meal? We, I think it's safe to. It I think is. it's safe it, to it, say, Yeah, Mike. it's pretty easy to get a reservation there, so go go for it.
1: Well, I, I I don't know, Mike. We could not be on the same page, but what something you and I have done often is go to Mama Melrose yeah, at Hollywood Studio.
0: I like that. That 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 is a good. That's where I do like to go. Yep.
1: Yeah, we like to just uh, load up on some pasta there, and there's a lot of. I know a lot of runners like to have you know those carbs, gets the pasta before the, before the full marathon. Another place a lot of people like to go to is via Napoli. Mm-hmm. Um, you know munch on a little bit of pizza a little bit of pasta um that's another that one's gonna be hard to get though so like i would go with like a mama melrose or there's italian restaurants at disney springs you could try to somewhere like that that's what i like don't do olivia's we did olivia's once and it was great That was before mike's uh first dopey it was before my first full we did olivia's had a couple cocktails it was good but we probably could have <laughs> decided on something different that
0: Yeah. Night. But definitely have an ADR so that you're set. Because there was one night we were looking around, that was the night, trying to find something, and we thought, oh, we'll get something easy. Nope, nope, because runners eat, and every ADR will be taken to have them locked in. That's that was nuts,
1: because you and Steve were like trying to get us in the boat rights, of all places, and that was like uh, 90 minutes. So like I was at I was at Old Key West, so you messaged me like, Cause I think you were at Riverside or something. You're like, yeah, we can't get a boat ride. So can you check Old Key West? they were like an hour. Yep. So we got there, but that ended up being one of the like coolest memories of my life, though. Cause we had the the patio to ourselves. We had that giant table. We just put a bunch of tables together. That was a good time.
0: It was a great time, but man, we were starving. Cause we we're like, we just got to eat. Like we got to run, yeah. and we don't want to be eating at nine thirty. Cause like we're supposed to be in bed at eight thirty, and you know it takes yeah. forever to eat. So yeah, get get that ADR. But yeah, it's, and also Jennifer's mentioning Il Molino over at the Swan and the Trattoria over at uh, Boardwalk. One,
1: one thing I was gonna mention too: a lot of these restaurants though will do like special runner meals. So even like a place like Olivia's that night was doing like some type of like shrimp and pasta or something that they normally don't have on the menu, or even like your like your food court will do like a low runner's meal sometimes too. So be on the lookout for that. I would, I agree with Mike though. Book that ADR. Don't take a chance on waiting like. 60 minutes for a mobile order, even like at a pop sensory food court. They try to get a nice sit down meal. So you're off your feet a little bit, just relax. And yeah, enjoy that. The last supper (laughs) before your divorce. (laughs) No, not (laughs) divorce. You're, no, no. Before
0: your great memory running, uh, it, your anniversary, it uh, makes, running on your anniversary. It's going to make that marriage so much stronger once you cross the line. You're going to hate each other at mile 22, I promise you. But you'll love each other again at 26.2, so it'll be awesome. Just I, I can't wait. to This is going to be such a great story. Real quick about the Publix thing. One, you got to get a pub Sub. Those things are the best. Oh, my gosh, they're life-changing. I wish I had a Publix in St. Louis. And... When you're at Publix and you're loading up, that's a great opportunity to get those bagels and stuff like that. Because, again, like Scott mentioned, every resort's going to have these little grab-and-go boxes for in the morning. You can buy a whole sleeve of bagels and cream cheese or whatever you want. For the price of one of those boxes, you don't want to have to buy them, you know, a couple of times while you're down there. I mean, it's way cheaper to get that stuff at Publix. Have it in the room. You can prepare it as you're getting ready and eat it as you're walking to the bus rather than having to hassle with, you know, buying it at the food court. So load up on that stuff. Good stuff. I love talking running. Man, it's almost running season again. I can't believe it. All right. Andrew's got a question here in the live chat. He says, is a magic band worth it for someone who only goes to Walt Disney World once every few years? or is it worth it for things like PhotoPass? Is it worth it for things like PhotoPass and other conveniences? So let me kind of, let me piggyback on this question here, Scott. So we were just out at Disneyland and we're Walt Disney world, primarily travelers. And we were out there, and, you know, we used to have a magic bands. A couple of times I went for a magic band and of course they don't use them at least yet at a uh, Disneyland. And, um, but I didn't feel like a need that I needed one after a couple of times. Like I, what do you think, first of all, for Andrew's question, what do you think about Magic Bands kind of in general here in 2022?
1: I mean, I like having them and going, because I, I, I was going to talk about Disneyland, too. So, Mike, you were like me, where every time you're going to the turnstiles, you were kind of like the keeper of the tickets, right? So mm-hmm. you had to get out everyone's ticket, hand it to them, like, oh, yep, the one that has uh, Lightning Queen, that's Elizabeth's, you know, spider Man's, me where if you just had your magic man, like everyone was kind of responsible for themselves. Every time we did a photo pass, I was like, oh, yep, yeah, let me dig out the card or whatever. And so it true. just, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's convenient. I mean, it's not like, oh my God, I'm going to, I got to, I got to have this because it's so super convenient. I mean, there's other alternatives, right? But there's something cool about it. And I like the, all the designs, right? You can like customize it like, oh, I want to get the Star Wars one or, I want to get all these cool like magic bands. It's kind of like art in a way to me. So I'm a big fan of them. I'm the worst person to ask this because I'm a super pro magic band, but I think it would be cool to have, even if you're only going once every five years.
0: And, and they do last for quite a while because again, I'm still using a magic band from 2018 that works just fine. So even if you go every couple of years, you could get, you could probably get two or three trips out of one magic band. And if, um, you know, magic bands, what, like 20, 30 bucks. If you get a, you know kind of a slightly customized one it just depends though i mean you absolutely don't need it you can put your tickets on an apple watch or on your phone it's just it, it it's a fun thing to have i mean it, it's not yeah. a necessity but it does kind of make it, it separate it separates a disney trip from like a six Flags trip.
1: it's kind of cool like if you still work in the office i know a lot of us work at home like you can kind of like hang it up at your desk at work or something like as art almost and then like it's a great conversation starter when people come to your desk or whatever. Like, hey, what's that? Like, Oh yeah, this is my, my custom Boba Fett magic band or whatever. Like it's kind of tells something about your personality. That's why I like them.
0: Right. And the girls for uh, Mallory's cheerleading uh, gym, what they do is because they, you know, they have the summit every year down at Walt Disney world and they keep their magic bands from each year, like attached to their back, their cheer backpacks. And so like at the, the comp- at the end of every season, they keep their cheer bows on their bags, but they also put their magic bands from each year. Now, a couple of them have like gray magic bands. Like a couple of them, I'm like dude, just why do you have gray ones? Like get, get a color at least. Come on now, like it, that bugs me. Like you should have got at least a color, you know, or at least don't like you a... remember that
1: though? Like you could like so judge like people at Walt Disney World when they had a gray magic band. Like oh,
0: they didn't do online checking. Nope. No, I
1: was <laughs> like,
0: if you got a gray one, don't put it on your backpack. I think Mallory has a gray one on her backpack because she did so- I like Mallory. Stop! You're my kid. You gotta have at least a, at least <laughs> an orange or something or yellow. I don't know. Anyway, all right. David's got a question here in the live chat. He says, uh, "Now that Mike and Scotty G have done Disneyland, I'm assuming Disneyland Paris is next, right?" <laughs> Hold up, now. I haven't got a passport yet. I got to work on that. I actually have the opportunity, David says, to visit Disneyland Paris next year. And was wondering how many days my family should plan for those parks. Thanks. So I. You know, I haven't been there. Ricky has. Pam has. So you got the wrong two here on the show today. <laughs> but if I had to guess, I mean, I would say four to five days would be something because if you're going that far, you don't want to have to rush. I mean, that's my whole thing. I didn't have to go to Disneyland for a week, but I still didn't get everything done in seven days, five day tickets. You know, like I could have done more, but it also forced me. I didn't have to like we were not constantly running. I don't know, Scott, what's your what's kind of your this big philosophy on trip length or something like that?
1: Yeah. So I've actually looked at this trip uh, because 2020 was supposed to be Alani for us. Didn't do that. 2021 was supposed to be Paris. Didn't do that. So, like, you know, I got this backlog of trips now, but um, I would say for Paris, I would do like three to four days maybe because like if you travel that far from me, Mike, there's other sites There actually, Believe it or not, there actually is other things other than Disney. What? There's like an Eiffel Tower?
0: There's like you go to England, you go to Germany and do stuff like that. Exactly.
1: So England would be something I want to tie it to some England options for sure. You know, like I'm a big Beatles fan. I would love to go to like Liverpool to see where the Beatles came from. That's just a Scotty G itinerary, not everyone's itinerary. But yeah, I think three to four days would be good. I think you get plenty of part time. and Plus, you can do some other sights and sounds around that area if you're going to travel that far.
0: Okay, and if anybody has any feedback, again, at Mike on the social on Twitter, I'll retweet that, and uh, David can catch that because we have a lot of folks that listen over in Europe and a lot of folks that have gone across the pond over to Disneyland Paris. So give some advice, and uh, we can get that over to David as well. All right, Uh, Sean is being kind of smart here in the live chat. He says, I remember back in the day when the weekly question was, when will Space 220 open? Well, we got that now, so we need a new weekly question for Ricky. When will Tron open? Well, Ricky's not here, but I ge- I'm guessing Tron will open probably this winter. I'm guessing, if I had to guess, I would say November, December-ish. That's where I, if I had to put my money on something, I'm saying November, December. What If you had to put your money somewhere, if you had to, let, let's pick a month. I'm going to say November, 2022. What, like, first time, like, guess right it for, for real. What about you? I like that answer because I'm going to be there November 2022.
1: <laughs> I was actually going to go one month later, though, Michael. I was going to go December 2022. Um, November might be like the soft opening, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like cast member previews, things like that. But I could just see, I just, I, they definitely want to have it open for the holiday, the Christmas season, right? So that's why I'm going December. But you can kind of say November is part of that season as well because the Christmas lights and everything will be up then, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I we'll hope uh, I hope one of us is right because that means it's coming soon, right? That's Less right. than
0: six months. It's got, that thing has been being built. They announced it over five years ago. Somebody posted it the other day on Twitter. We like, have a photo of you and me like at a marathon weekend <laughs> in the vehicles. Remember? Yeah, I was twenty six. <laughs> 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 that's good. Oh my gosh, that thing's been there forever. Okay, Stephanie's got a question. Hey, Mike and Bogp crew, I'm hoping to snag us a beach club reservation for next summer, and we'd love to try to get a cabana for one of the days there. There'd be four of us, myself, my husband, one adult daughter, and her boyfriend. We like having a pool day to relax during our trip, and we think we would get good use out of a cabana. My question is this. Have any of you rented cabanas before at a resort? If so, have you done it at Stormalong Bay? What can you tell me about it? Also, the website says you can reserve it at 60 days ahead of time, is that the same 60 day rule they use for dining, or would it be 60 days exactly from when we want to rent the cabana? Thanks for all you do to fill in my weeks with Disney happiness. Stephanie's out in Boise, Idaho. Love that home of the blue turf. When you watch blue those turf. football games, I was like, Well, my TV's messed up. Oh, wait, nope, it's in Boise. Um, okay, so have you done a cabana? I, I, I haven't, I'm cheap. Unfortunately, well, I have not. And we've I've talked about so it many, many times, t- I don't, we've talked about it though many times.
1: Do I've actually. So I actually almost got one for Disneyland. I actually called and I had it booked, Mike. And then I was like, "Nah, it won't be that busy." And you, if if you listen to the episode, you heard from us. The pool was the pool packed. Is, the pool pool jam.
0: I mean, jam.
1: Like it, that was a fill. Se, se, Seven thousand times
0: we said they need us. They need another pool, at Disneyland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I should have booked the cabana. But no, I've tried to do this at the Polynesian many times. But my problem was, I'm always like a. Like a late planner to that like day of like oh you know what we should do we should not go to epcot today and we should hang out at the pool yes. all day and then you go to get the cabana like well people were smarter than me 60 days ago so i i unfortunately have not done the cabana at, at a wild well, visual pool
0: but the thing about a cabana i know because pam forrester's rented them and i've talked to her and things like that we, we've known a lot of folks who've had them either yes. on castaway key they're very similar wherever they are you know castaway key uh Stormalong bay other places uh, we actually had one over at Volcano Bay one time for one of the AEPs. So they, the one at Stormalong Bay, do we not have one? Somebody had one that day. We didn't have it. Well, somebody we saw them had one when we were over at the Contemporary Swimming that one day. Remember in that swirly pool yep. during
1: COVID? Yeah, there's people in the corner had, had the cabana. Right. So, yeah, you get some great stuff. Like There's great benefits. One is, especially at Stormalong Bay, because this is one I've inquired about before, too, and just couldn't get it. You get shade, (laughs) you know, you're going to, if you're going to be out in that pool, that, that deck can get really hot between like, you know, 10 AM to sunset, basically. So you get that shade, you get those, you know, the extra cushion, like those loungers are like thick cushion, you know, like I could just like nap in those things all day. You get the refrigerator, like with the waters, mm-hmm. you get the weight staff. you get the TV at yep, like, the time you were talking about, Mike. I think people were
0: watching like a Giants
1: football, yeah, a football game. game you know, Cause
0: we are watching cabana. it from the pool. Like we were like right. mooching yeah. on their TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, th- I, I think
1: there's a seriously good value in it. Um, you know, it sounds like, I think they said there's going to be like four or five of them, you know, like you could be in that cabana comfortably. Not everyone's always going to be in the cabana. Like one thing I would do with it, I would, I would get hot I would jump in swim around a little bit then come back in the cabana cool down relax for an hour then go back in the pool like just I would just recommend just to, if you're gonna have a pool day just use it all day because I'm pretty sure at least at Disneyland you could put like a half a day or a full day but the price difference was like $50 more to get the full day so definitely do the full day and just have it for for your whole leisure.
0: And I believe it's 60 days from the day you want to rent it for that, right, Scott? Is that what you thought? I I don't think it's like the 60 days, like opening up. I think it's actually 60 days from the day of the rental for the cabanas.
1: Right. That's how I was when I called Disneyland. But I would just say um, be flexible with your dates, too. I know it's kind of hard with with park reservation systems, right? Because, like, you know, you're talking about having this specific pool day. So you might say, we're going to the parks these three days, and I'm going to the pool day. Maybe try to have a little flexibility and then, like, move your park passes around if you can. Because I highly recommend having the cabana. Uh, that would be Stormalong Bay. Like, Mike, I'm thinking about crashing this party. Know, like, give I'm me saying. the dates. It like, I, I want to join in this cabana. Yeah. I'll pitch in. Uh,
0: I think she's one of my guests, so I think I will have the date. So I may just be cruising through Stormalong Bay that day. And be like, Hey, Stephanie, what's going on? I brought the chips. Let's go. <laughs> I'll bring, I'll bring Yahtzee, I'll bring, I'll bring the board games. No, do it. You will not regret it. That'll be a fun, fun pool day. Because, I mean, we've had pool days. At Stormalong Bay, where we all stayed there, we didn't have a cabana, but we did set up camp up at that upper deck part where the the foosball table You're and not the pool. T- to talk I, about know, this I know, I know, whatever. Mike. Okay, but we did have we it wasn't a cabana, but it was close. We we had a fun day there. Like that was our base camp, and we had a full day at the pool. We had a great time. I mean, it would have been yeah, nice now to have a team out Hurricane Hannah's and like yes. I, having a No Way Jose on like <laughs> cabana. Like, oh my oh gosh. My, yeah, it would have been better. Up. It would have been better, but we had a pretty good day without one. But yeah, yeah. The, the cabana I would think have Dr. been better. Kai's done a cabana at Stormalong Bay too, if I recall. I think he has. Yeah, I'm almost positive he has. I, I, I recall that. Okay, a uh, question from Kathy. Good question here. Speaking of cruising, what would be the pros and cons of doing a back to back cruise? Would love to do this with the Wish or would love to do the wish but think 4 days would leave me wanting more. And Pam actually kind of mentioned this in passing. I think it was during the show last week or maybe it was after we recorded. Yeah, cuz I asked her about like back to
1: because I never done a back to back and she has, so I asked her about that a little bit. Yeah.
0: So I've done a back to back, but I did a back to back from uh I did a 5-nighter on the Dream and then I did a 7-nighter on Independence of the or uh, Freedom of the Seas on Royal Caribbean. So that was a crazy situation. I had to get off the Dream And, like, take my stuff. Now, they were parked next to each other at Port Canaveral. Like, literally, like, the front of the ship of one was the butt end of the other ship. They're almost touching so we had to get off the Dream after a podcast cruise and get on Freedom of the Seas. So we're we did a twelve night cruise like consecutively, um, two cruise lines. So that was that was not as nice because you had to like you know do a lot, everything was different. But with back to back on Disney Cruise Line, say you want to do back to back Wish cruises, that would turn into a seven night cruise. Now the thing is, they do work with back to back cruisers, so typically you can keep your own stateroom. You can leave your stuff in the stateroom. You do have to physically leave the ship, though, and go out. And a lot of times they'll have you sit in the concierge lounge. Have you ever seen that in the Port Canaveral? uh, There's a place there kind of by the Mickey ears, like on the other side there. You can just kind of chill out there until they clear the ship. And then typically you're one of the first back on the ship so that you don't have to worry about that. So those are kind of some of the pros. The cons is that you're going to typically do the exact same itinerary twice. You're going to go to Castaway Key twice. You're going to have... Um, you know, you're going to go to no, Nassau. Twice. I see no cons but, in that. I mean, yeah, exactly. There's no <laughs> yeah, con there, I but I mean, you're not going to go like, you're not going to get two different itineraries. You're going to have the same itinerary with with the wish. Uh, but, and you're not going to get the C-Day on one of them. You're only going to get the C-Day on the four-day cruise. But the cons would be, um, <laughs> you got to pay double the cruise fare. You got to pay two different cruise fares. Like, I
1: wish you could just make it one or get a discounted one, right? But,
0: so yeah. I did see, now I got to point this out. So I really, there's not a lot of cons. This churns this a... This turns the wish into a seven night cruise with a double dip to Castaway keys. Basically what it does. I mean, if you and here, here's kind of the point I'm making, I saw somebody post a picture. I think it was yesterday or the day before it was about one o'clock in the afternoon. And they had a they had a aft stateroom on the wish and they pointed their camera out over the family beach at Castaway key. And it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. Beautiful day. The beach was empty. Everybody was on the ship. Like, I think that's going to happen more and more, at least initially with the Wish. Like, people are not going to want to get off the ship. I don't know if it's like a three night cruise, but people did not want to. Castaway Key is awesome. But here's the thing I think that the Wish is drawing a lot of like gold and platinum and, you know, like, uh, veteran Castaway Club members, folks that have been to Castaway Key maybe four, five, six times. Like, I love Castaway Key, it's awesome but you only have three or four days on this ship. And this ship is so awesome. Like I don't want to lose six, seven hours on the island. It, it's a tough call. Like Keswick, he's paradise, but you only get so much time with the ship. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Cause I saw like, it was just crazy. Like the, the island was bare. Like there was nobody out there it, it's crazy to think, but
1: I can, it's believable to me because as you're saying, you're going to see a lot of like platinum and gold cruisers on these initial, like, you know, sailings for the wish. Um, Cause we've kind of done that before too. We've done, you know, some double dips with the podcast crews before and where my family's just held back like on the second day, like, you know, like we did cast already this trip, like let's just sit back and like get off the ship later and enjoy like a, a nice breakfast and maybe do the aqueduct where like no one is on the ship, you know, and that's actually really nice. But I, I do agree. I think you're going to see a lot of, it's not going to be empty, but I think you're going to see Castaway a little less busy on some of these. Uh, you know, the first like six months of the Wish, I think.
0: Yeah, it was cr- it was crazy. I mean, <laughs> like, everybody was thinking like, because I'm I'm like I might just stay on the ship, and then I'm thinking, well, my brother's thinking this too, so I don't know. But yeah, it, it's and then maybe that's call. when you like make us you make us
1: an audible, right? Like, if your plan was to stay on the ship and you see no one is getting off, like, well, forget that noise. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off now and have Castaway do myself.
0: Here's the one thing I've always thought about with the Castaway Key Day, which would be this would be kind of a crazy weird thing, but you don't get off the ship in the morning. Like get off the ship like at two o'clock and just get off the ship from like two to like four thirty. Cause there is no like everybody's getting back on the ship after lunch. Like you right. that, that island, I mean, this is just like in pre you know, before the wish everybody's back on that ship probably 80 percent of the people by like two o'clock there's nobody getting off the ship at two o'clock if you just want a couple good hours on the beach you'd be like gilligan like you know gilligan's island out there you'd be by yourself you you and maybe that's
1: what i'm gonna do in the bogp cruise i would say more like one o'clock you know just because i want to get up because it takes a little while to get out there you know you got to walk maybe take the tram or whatever Mike, I think you're onto something, man. That's going to be my touring plan there for
0: uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> for next July.
0: Just don't get left behind cuz uh
1: well, I mean, that's, I gonna said, be, that's a great photo. It's a great you yeah, always say it's, good, 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 good. Make sure you get a photo of the
0: ship leaving. It's the best photo ever. I mean, hey, if you're going to get left behind somewhere, Castaway Key's not a bad place. I'm just saying. Just yeah, uh, I'll be at the heads-up bar watching the <laughs> ship <leave. laughs> oh, Nice. Just get a rake. let will make you rake the beach. Okay, last question is from uh, Matt. He's in Manassas, Virginia. He says, podcast team, I've been listening to your show for a while. Uh used to help plan a trip to Disney World in 2021 with my wife and twin three-year-olds. The state of Caribbean Beach and Fort Wilderness as well as planning for our upcoming trips. We have another trip planned for September this year. Just me and my wife staying at Coronado Springs, as well as one in October this year with my kids and extended family staying at French Quarter. In October, we're planning on going with our in-laws, and he had a question about... Uh, about how the attraction lines work with persons or groups with mobility issues who are using wheelchairs or electric mobility devices enjoy the show thanks for all the ideas and suggestions matt in virginia so here's the good thing about that i think disney over the past decade has done a really really good job this is where world kind of shines over disneyland we kind of talked about this when we're out there when you're out there for the first time is that most of the queues now at Walt Disney World are pretty accessible for wheelchairs and things like that. And if they're not, just ask the cast member out front, you know, that's waiting as you enter the queue. What's the procedure here for somebody that has mobility issues that might be in an ECV or a wheelchair? And they'll definitely let you know what's the what is the protocol for that attraction? What's the easiest way for this guest to experience this attraction? And the whole group can stay together. That person does not have to go by themselves. Everybody stays together. I would just always ask because they're there to be your advocate. They're there for you to have the best experience as a travel party. Um, But Walt Disney World has thought about that and all the attractions they've built over the last 10 to 15 years to kind of make every kind of keep everybody together in the queue. So you don't have to, like, do a separate queue. They've kind of made the queues just friendly for everybody. But we did talk about this at Disneyland, like. When we went like through Pinocchio, like especially like the Fantasyland dark rides, like dude, these things are skinny. Like these these little cues and everything, like they're tight, they're skinny, and they're just like you know, it, you were like it was definitely like a '60s feel to to the. Que- I liked it, but it was just like wow, things have changed.
1: Yeah, that was the example I was gonna give. Pinocchio exactly was the one, or even like the canal boats. Like I mean, no, they're just switchbacks where there's like no room, and then they. <laughs> right. haul- they all have this turnstile. That's the key is too. Like these turnstiles, like you can't get through the turnstile like in a wheelchair or a scooter. But like I almost got like caught in one. Like I, I couldn't like twist well enough <laughs> to, to get crazy. through it. But Mike, you're exactly you. You hit the nail on the head. Like Walt Disney World has been very smart and creative with their cues to be, you know, ECV scooter wheelchair friendly, which is great because your party can stay together, you can stay in line. But to your point. Just ask the cast that all these attractions have a cast member at the front. Maybe sometimes two or three of them. Just ask one of them what the policy is, and they will uh, steer you the right way for sure. And have a great trip. I love all these future trips you have coming up. Like I feel like I got to travel with you.
0: Yes, yeah, so it sounds like Scotty G. I mean, you have an August trip. You have a November trip. You I mean you're going? I mean, Matt's got it going yeah. on. He's gonna be he's gonna be almost a Florida resident here by 2023, which not a bad thing. All right, well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for hanging with us, and thanks for the question. Do you have a question? We'll get it on next week's show. Just send that to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Just put listener question in the heading there, and I'll get that right there in the queue. And, of course, don't forget today's podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. So check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. They're over at TheMagicForLess.com. We can help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Every uh, trip that you book with the Magic for Less really supports the podcast. So come on over and fill out that free, no obligation quote form over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's slash Amazon. And also, thank you to our patrons who support the show. Hope you enjoyed the free Patreon show on Monday. Uh, We did have a last-minute cancellation, so I was kind of scrambling. I wanted to get something out there for everybody. So that was our Patreon show from the past Tuesday, so a little free sample there. But if you'd like to get in on Mike in the Midwest and all the stuff we have going on over there, coming over to patreon.com slash podcast. Give Scott a follow on the social media at EPScott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Mike on Twitter and Instagram. Give me a follow over there. Of course, we'd love an Apple podcast rating and a review. If you got a few minutes this week, that would mean a lot to us. And join us this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, as we take your calls and talk Disney on the BOGP open line. All right, we're going to be back again on Friday with some more fun Disney talk. We hope you'll be there, too, because it's always more fun when we all get together together with some fun Disney conversation. But until then, for Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon.
1: You've been listening to the Be our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at brguestpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.